0: Hello and welcome to the Rise Empire podcast. I'm your host, Joe Phoenix. I'm a master mindset and manifestation coach, kundalini yogi, and your new spiritual bestie, helping you reclaim your sovereignty and tap into your full potential so you can live your most tuned in and turned on life. Here, we'll talk about all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for all the juicy conversations, inspiration, tips, tricks, and motivation to get your week started right. Let's dive in to this week's episode. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to the Rise Empire podcast. I have an amazing guest for you this week. Her name is Brianna Rose. She's mm-hmm. one of my personal mentors, and she actually introduced me to kundalini yoga years ago. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I've actually ever told you that story, yep. but it was one of your party <laughs> day challenges. And I was like, what is this? It sounds like magical. And I tried it, and I didn't actually finish it. Mm-hmm. It scared me. And then it kept popping up over and over. And then you kept popping up over and over. So I finally dove in. But Brianna Rose is absolutely amazing. And I'm so, so excited to share her knowledge and all of the goodness that's going to come out of us today. So before I go any further, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and let our listeners know what you do. What is Kundalini? How did you get into it? Like the whole
1: thing. Okay. Oh, fully loaded question. Well, I'm so happy to be here. I love that you got started with one of the 40-day challenges. That's how a lot of people kind of get into my world. And for those of you that don't know me, hello. I am so pumped to be here. I'm Brianna Rose. I'm a Kundalini business coach. I am CEO of the Light Leader Collective and creator of the Light Leader Movement. And for many people, well, maybe you're familiar with Kundalini because of Joe, but For many people, when they hear a Kundalini business coach, they're just like, what is that? And so essentially, I help people, I help women specifically to learn and accept their intuitive gifts and transform their intuitive gifts into intuitive-driven online empires that are truly changing the world, raising the vibration of the planet, and awakening the masses. And I do that through treating the energy of your business first and foremost, having you go through a beautiful kundalini activation and then adding in all of the soul aligned strategy. And so I just love helping people to build businesses that are going to create light legacies and yeah, create deep impact in the world. So that's a little bit about what I do. I know you asked me too, what is kundalini? How do they get into all of it? And so There's a big story there that I'll try to shorten as, I don't know, as eloquently as I can. But essentially, going back over a decade ago, I was going through a spiritual awakening, as I think a lot of us did probably in 2012. And um, at the time, I was a PR marketing director, very corporate, very into business. I wasn't very into like the spiritual aspects had a spiritual awakening and my whole entire life shifted and changed. As anyone that's experienced a spiritual awakening, you can probably relate to that. And um, a lot of my intuitive gifts kind of were just there. I always was intuitive. I always could see energy. I could see spirit from a young age and I would pray for it to stop because it scared the crap out of me. And then when the spiritual awakening happened, it was like, everything had lifted. And so at that time, I was a PR marketing director for a wellness facility, and we had hired acupuncturists to work at the company. And so I was like, I think they're the closest people that might understand what's going on here. So I'd like run into their treatment rooms and I was like, what is going on? And they're like, we don't do that, but we understand energy. We can guide you to the right people. And so they kind of guided me to Reiki healers who then guided me to other teachers. And then in that time, when I was kind of learning my my intuitive gifts, Gabby Bernstein popped up as she does for probably many of us on our spiritual journey. She had just come out with May Cause Miracles. And in that book, she teaches or she taught a Kundalini meditation, and it was the first time that I'd ever even heard that word. But it kind of like glowed from like the, the the book, and I was like, "Oh, I think I'm supposed to learn this." And it ended up being I'm originally from Long Island, New York. It ended up being that the only Kundalini yoga studio um, on Long Island was next door to where I was currently working. So I was like, "Okay, I'm learning about this synchronicity thing," but I think that's a sign that the only ones right next door to where I worked, and so. I thought that it was going to be like a regular yoga class. So I went in like extremely confident, dressed in all black as a New Yorker does. And um, I was met with just gender people and all white and turbans and doing these crazy postures. And in my head, I had danced for 15 years. I was like, I've got this. I'll be fine. And I got my ass kicked in that class. Didn't know what I was doing, but I will say I walked into that class feeling very disconnected, overwhelmed, anxious. I was just going through a lot at that time. And I walked out feeling, I was like the first time I could see the sunshine again. It's like I had been in this like dark cloud. And I remember walking out thinking to myself, I don't know what just happened. Like I couldn't put it into words, but I know whatever just happened worked. And I need to learn more about that. And so that was a little over a decade ago. And I just spent time understanding and researching Kundalini. And every time that I practiced, I would hear in my, my intuition, in my internal mind, which was, this is it. And also keep going and asking questions and learn more. It's not the way you, you, like you're being taught right now. There's more to this. And I was like, that's interesting. And I'm a natural person that has a ton of questions. So I had a lot of questions. I was like, why do we wear white? Like, why do we have to practice it this way? Why do my arms have to be up at this certain time? Like, I was just curious and no one had questions for me. They kind of were just like, listen to the guru and like, that's it. And that just didn't sit for me. I was like, but why? Like, there has to be a reason why it's working. There has to be a reason some of the Kriyas don't work and why they do. Like, what is going on here? And so I kind of led myself down this path of discovering kundalini, what it is beyond the yoga and meditation, what its true roots are, what the kriyas actually are, which are sequences of poses, postures, mantra, and breath work, why we do practice them. And it kind of just led me into creating my own, Joe, you know this, my own like lineage version of kundalini, which is light meter kundalini, which is focused more on the feminine body, understanding the energy channels of the body, And practicing kriyas to elevate yourself and your energy and truly become your own guru. So that is my story of kundalini. And the way that I'll define kundalini is probably different than maybe other people define it. But essentially, for what I know and what I've experienced is kundalini is an energy that we all have. Most people think it's at the base of the spine. It's close to the base of the spine. If you're familiar with acupuncture, it's at the dantian point. So it's in between your navel center and the base of your spine. And this energy lives there for most of us. It's just dormant. But for many of us that are probably listening to this podcast right now, the energy wants to be awakened. And so this is pure divine feminine energy. If you don't relate to those words, it's just birthing energy. It's creating energy. It's the same energy that has created everything that we see in this world. And so that energy lives at the base of the spine. And through movement any conscious movement essentially you can awaken this energy and you awaken this energy by putting pressure through movement you're putting pressure on that kundalini energy and she starts to rise up and as the energy is rising up through your central spinal column it's a light energy a light frequency and so whenever you shine light on darkness you're illuminating the darkness and so what that means is as you're ascending with your kundalini energy you're also healing you're You're illuminating the areas that want to be healed, that want to be transmuted. So that way you can become a more conscious, happier, healthier, more aligned person. I could say more, but I'll pause there.
0: (laughs) I love the way that you teach kundalini specifically, and it's influencing the way that I have done kundalini and I'm teaching kundalini. And I've never gotten the chance to experience kundalini the way that you did the first time. Um, I've never gotten the chance to sit and experience like the old style of kundalini, the old paradigm of kundalini. And in a way, I'm very grateful for that mm-hmm. because I don't know that I would have ever allowed myself to go past the first class if I had experienced it that way. Um, so experiencing it in a more gentle more feminine way where you are allowing yourself and allowing the experience and pushing yourself but to an extent like pushing yourself to go a little bit further each time without hurting yourself and without I don't know how else to put it but without causing that that pain or severe discomfort where it's like you have to do this you have to push through just allowing your body and that's been something that's been so beautiful for me in my practice is to allow and to see how far I can go to mm. see how much more I can do next time. Yeah, And I'm, I really want to touch on that too, because you talk a lot about modernizing yes. Kundalini. And I think there's a lot of people who may have heard about Kundalini and the old paradigm, and they might still be a little bit scared of it. Yeah. And I want you to know that it's not it's not anything to be afraid of
1: mm-hmm.
0: beautiful beautiful experience if you allow it so let's touch on that a little bit
1: yeah well how amazing that you didn't have that more uh dogmatic experience of kundalini um there's a part a little jealous of that too although i probably wouldn't be here today if i didn't have that experience but how beautiful And that's truly why I'm on a mission with my certification program to certify people in what I feel kundalini truly is. So people don't have that jarring experience, that more dogmatic experience, where there's like this guru on the pedestal and there's these like rigid, like lifestyle and practices with it. Because as even you just shared, even though it's more gentle the way I teach it, I find it to be way more powerful and empowering. because you're not hurting yourself. You're not putting your body in pain just because someone told you to put your arms up that way for 21 minutes or, you know, something crazy or ridiculous like that. You're you're within your own limits, but also you're stretching. And I think that's part of the modernization, which is making this, at least for me, why I have decided to modernize it is because I wanted this to be acceptable for all types of people and all bodies. And I think the way that it's been traditionally taught here in the West, not that that's even traditional, but just the way it's been taught here in the West traditionally is that it's very rigid, it's very dogmatic, and it's taught in the way where if your body can't get into that pose, well, like that kind of sucks for you, right? And we have modern bodies that don't eat perfectly, that don't work out all the time, that are sitting behind a desk. Even as women, I mean, our bodies go through a lot carrying children. And so, the way that we've modernized it is to make these movements gentle and easy on the body while still having powerful results because we are curating the Kriyas based on the energy system. So, that way you're practicing the Kriya that's right for you and your body. And we also are looking at the movements and we're making sure that they're acceptable for all bodies too and offering modifications, which is something that typically you would not find in a like air quotes traditional kundalini yoga meditation class there aren't modifications you either do it or you don't do it and so my audience is mostly women and as women we're cyclical beings and so our bodies change pretty much every week right and then on top of that we get pregnant and we carry children and so what i started to notice was We can't be practicing these kriyas the same way that they've been taught because it's also a man brought them here. And whether you like him or don't like him or whatnot, I think it's a little bit different because how can he understand the woman's body when you're not actually a woman? I can't understand a man's body because I'm not a man, right? And so what I've started to notice was a lot of these teachings didn't take into consideration the cyclicality that women go through. You'll see in a lot of the notation of it, it would say, like, if you're on your period, don't do this, you know if you're pregnant and don't do this. And I, as a woman, got frustrated because I'm like, well, why, what can I do then instead? This shouldn't be something that's negative because I get my damn period every month, right? So it's like, you know, what, for a week out of the month, I can't do this. And so we just started to modernize this, make this more acceptable, modify it. So that way, you know, someone that is pregnant can practice, someone that is postpartum can practice, someone that, is about to get their fury can practice, someone that's on their fury can practice and everything in between. It's just opening it up and moving your body in a way that makes sense for your body and where your body is at today. And if you can't do that, here's an alternative. And the reason why this really works is because the way I teach it and the way I train my students to teach it is we're looking at the body through the lens of the energy system. And there are 12 main energy channels, meridians that run through the body. So if one specific posture won't work for that person's body because of where they're at that day. We're looking and saying, okay, what is the meridian that's being stimulated? What's an alternative posture that will still stimulate that meridian? So that way there's always variety, versatility, and adaptability for each person. I love that because, okay, real
0: talk. For the past week and a half, I've been working at the hospital. So I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday during the day. And then I worked Tuesday night and then Friday, Saturday nights just to pick up extra shifts. They were needing some help at the hospital. So I was like, I'll do it. And I let my practice fall by the wayside. And let me just tell you, not having that practice has thrown everything off. Even just a simple like warm-up sequence yeah not doing that my whole world has been turned upside down so having something that is accessible and for no matter what stage you're at yes whether or not you are on your moon cycle or whether or not you're pregnant wherever you are having something that you can do yeah, because the difference that it makes in your life, just doing the simple things or the modifications or whatever that is, is game changing, mm. one thousand percent. Mm. So yes. I am very grateful for you for introducing me to the whole world of Kundalini and for making it accessible no matter where you are. Mm. Like so ah. much gratitude. I like you're one of my favorite people ever.
1: So. Feelings mutual. (laughs) I would love to just like add to that because at least in my perspective, when I first started to learn Kundalini way back in the day, I thought that it was like I have to carve out like an hour for my practice or like two hours for my practice. And don't get me wrong. There are sequences that are hours, you know, or 62 minutes. And for me and what we teach, what you just highlighted my whole thing was I'm also probably because I'm a native, New. York. I'm originally from New York. Is we don't have time to sit there for 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 120 minutes. I'm like, what can I do in three minutes? What can I do in 11 minutes? And so, that's a lot of what I teach too are these like very potent, powerful Kriyas that are on the go. Like, you can practice at work, you can practice in the car, you can practice at home, of course, but they're not going to eat up your day because we are modern humans that have a lot going on in our lives. And that doesn't mean that our spiritual practice has to suffer. We're humans, Sometimes we don't practice it, but just as you shared, sometimes you need to like not practice it to remember how it stabilizes you. So in those moments where we don't practice, they're great teachers too, because it just reminds us to get our ass on the pillow as well.
0: <laughs> oh, it sure did. In a big way. In a very, yes. very big way. So <laughs> I have gotten back into it and you shared in the beginning where you walked into your first class mm-hmm. and then walked out feeling completely different. Mm. same same situation and it doesn't matter what day of the week it is i always like take a mental note of where i am before and then take a mental note of where i am after and it, the shift is just incredible i love this so much there are so many ways that we can go with this and i would personally love to talk about taa yeah because that was such a huge part of my kundalini experience because like i said i did start a forty-day practice years ago, and then things started getting a little weird. And when I say weird, it was it was the HUD Prosperity Kriya. That was the that was the and one. What? It's a great one. It's amazing. But I started getting like hot flashes throughout the day, and I was like, "This is working," but I don't know what is going to happen. So I stopped doing it mm-hmm. because I was afraid of what might happen. Was I going to outgrow my husband at the time? Was I going to like unleash this crazy power that I didn't know what to do with and I didn't have any real guidance? So I stopped. And then you came back into my life years later, as you do. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? It's time. Yeah. I'm signing up for TAA, the Ascension Academy. And oh my gosh, like my world was rocked. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Ascension Academy and the journey that you take your students through and how, how is it so impactful? How is it so (laughs)
1: amazing? Because it's like magic. (laughs) I'd love to talk about it. Thank you. So the Ascension Academy is my signature program. I created it in March of 2018. So it's been around for just celebrated five years of the Ascension Academy And essentially, it was created because my one-on-one mentorship was fully booked and solid months out. And because the work that I was doing was working. And so people were like, I need more of this. And I kind of hit this moment where I knew I wanted to reach more people at once. And so the Ascension Academy was born. And so essentially, most people join the Ascension Academy because... Their logical mind or their ego mind is like, I'm here to make more money. I will learn how to make money in my business. But what really happens is it's like a deep shedding process that people go through, that entrepreneurs go through of discovering who they actually are, not who they've been told that they needed to be. And once they discover that, that normally creates a deep impact in their business and their offerings, how they show up, how they sell, how they serve. And so the program is split up between energy work and strategy work. We call it the feminine and the masculine of business building. And so once you unearth the energy through the kundalini activations, the kriyas are strategically placed to open up the meridian channels in the body that relate to the business. So, for example, if you're struggling with getting clear on your message, you're struggling with how to put together your online offering or courts, if you're struggling with selling, if you're struggling with receiving money, if you're struggling with scaling, There's an energetic component that is blocking that from happening. And so we can figure out what that block is through the meridian system and then heal that block through the kriya because the kriya is targeted to the meridian system. And so what we do is strategically have those kriyas within the Ascension Academy to essentially open up your energy, open up the energetic pathway so the energy can flow. And then you can take that tangible action and, yes, make money. But what really happens is like people think they're just going to go in and learn how to make money, but they end up just doing like a, a 180 and getting so clear on who they are, what their message is, what their magic is. And then the money comes as a natural byproduct of that. And most people that go through the program, they come in thinking their business is one thing. And then we kind of go through this like deprogramming and then they figure out their business is like something else. And it's so much more aligned and clear because we shed away all of the beliefs that they kind of brought with them into the program. So that's the Ascension Academy in a nutshell. So much more than that. But that's my little couple. So much more than (laughs) that.
0: I love that you mentioned that people come in thinking that their business is one thing and then end up deconditioning and shedding all of the the shoulds and need tos and have tos because that's exactly what happened to me, right? Mm. I was very, very afraid of bringing spirituality into my business and speaking about it publicly. And I shared about this in one of our coaching calls because my Nana growing up was like, you cannot talk about spirituality outside of the house. No. Like, you can talk about it with us. You can talk about it inside the house. Like, we do tarot readings and she put <laughs> out her Ouija board at one point. Like, she was like, inside of the house, totally fine. Outside of the house, do not mention this. Like, it was a matter of life and death for her. So I didn't for a long time. And that was a very deeply rooted belief that, like, I cannot, I have to hide. I have to not speak about anything spiritual. Or people are going to think that I'm crazy or I've lost it or I might die, you know? And that was one of the biggest components of TAA for me was expressing my spiritual side because that's what people need right now. And there's so many people that are awakening, yes, in this moment and they need guidance. They need a light to help guide their way because spiritual awakenings can be scary. Yeah. They can be absolutely terrifying. You're seeing shadows in the corner and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is that? Yeah. And you don't know how to control your energy. You don't know how to protect your energy. One of the biggest things also was my Nana was like, you cannot touch any like spiritual tool or magical item until you're at least 16 years old and properly trained because you're a magnet. (laughs) (laughs) But then she never trained me. (laughs) So, of course, being the rebel 6'2 that I am, I went and did it anyway, <laughs> of course. So, you know, did a seance at 14. I was the medium. Why? <laughs> Why? I have no idea. But we did it. And I somehow intuitively knew to protect myself and protect my energy and protect the space. But at the same time. There's people who don't know this. And there's, there's people out there who are like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And they're just like we were, like suppressing everything and pushing it down. And you can only push it down for so long. Oh, yeah. Before it like bursts open like a shaken up soda can. So that spiritual aspect of my business that I was trying to hide ended up being one of the forefront things mm-hmm. of my business. And that was amazing. And the kundalini has helped me open up my voice and trust my voice and express myself. Like, if you would have told me last year, I would have had a podcast. No, (laughs) ma'am. I do not think so. Are you kidding me? I used to hate the way that I sounded. And through kundalini, through mantra and breathwork and all of the things that are involved, it's just like it's unlocked. This whole new side of myself that I never knew was there. Mm. So, if you haven't tried Kundalini yet, you should. Definitely it. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. And have a a new moon visioning party with Kundalini every month on the new moon. So, oh, join us. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Yes.
1: Yes. I just to to touch on what you just shared. You know being comfortable with your voice, being comfortable with your spirituality. One of the reasons why I love Kundalini and it could be because I'm a Scorpio too, but Kundalini is all about transformation. And so I look back on the person I was pre-Kundalini and totally different, right? It, and I say that it's not like I actually changed. It's more like I became more me, right? Like I shed all the things that are blocking me from me being me. And that's what I see happen within my courses and programs. Kundalini is a transformational tool you'll be ready for the transformation but it's a transformational tool and you evolve and grow and change in ways that allow you to be in like the most highest alignment of your soul right it's like not about becoming someone else it's about becoming and accepting all that you already
0: are which is amazing too that you said that because when I was little I used to want like a radio show
1: (laughs) and now look at you you have one and now look at me Love it. I love it. See? Just become what you are.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's the best. I think you shared a story a while back, too, about in your childhood, how you were, like, all into
1: magic and witches
0: <laughs> and stuff. And now you get to actually play with it, like, in yes. real life.
1: Yes. Yes. How I mean, I think about how amazing that we live during this time, that this stuff, we can talk about it on a podcast, right? And so I think about your Nana, maybe during her time, like it just, I mean, it was so different back then, right? Like the, do not speak about that. It's so scary. But now we live in this time where it's just wildly accepted. And We get to play with magic and energy and teach other people. And for this information to be so at our fingertips is, is quite amazing. It really is. It really is.
0: For the people out there who don't believe in past lives, you can just <laughs> skip over this portion. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who do believe in past lives, Kundalini has actually allowed me to spontaneously—I wasn't asking for it—see a past life that I had with my ex-husband, mm. and other past lives also in which I was a witch and pressed to death with large stones. But in this particular one, I don't even remember which meditation I was doing, but it was very trancey and. I saw, like, Egypt, mm. and then I got, like, little snippets of, like, India, Egypt, priestess, and, like, exotic dancing. Mm. And then the second time I did that meditation, very same meditation, I looked down, and I saw myself holding a knife, like a bloody knife. And then I looked around, like, this big column, like, pillar, and I saw a man laying on the ground. And was like, oh, my gosh, I killed him. Oh my! God. Oh my gosh, what is going on? But I immediately recognized this man laying on the ground as my ex husband. Like in this lifetime, he didn't look like it obviously in that lifetime, but I recognized the energy, and I was like, "This is so so weird." Yeah, do they even have like priestesses in India? Like, what's going on? So I googled priestess yeah. in India. Mm -hmm. And one of the first stories that came up was about a young girl who lived in Egypt, Mm -hmm. who was studying to become a priestess, who was kidnapped, forced to dance in an exotic temple, had a child who she lost shortly after childbirth. Mm -hmm. Um, She ended up escaping that temple after her kidnapper met a violent end, (sighs) was picked up in one of the ports. And taken to India to be a wet nurse for a family. Wow. It was like all of the little details in this one article. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. It's right. We can't make this stuff up. You can't make that up. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my. How? How? And it was pretty recent, too. So the fact that it came so clearly to me and the fact that we had that karmic tie in this lifetime, it was like, oh that makes perfect sense now our relationship dynamic made perfect sense at the time it did not but it does now so Mm. that's great
1: and that's all because of kundalini well we're playing with energy right like kundalini i feel like is the root of all energy and transformation and healing and so we never know what's going to come up when we practice it was very unexpected i was
0: like what is this what is this and i was like oh hi that's yeah. what this is that's ex- well yeah. at least it makes sense now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a long yeah. time I was like I don't know what kind of karmic ties we have but can we be done with them now hopefully. <laughs> hopefully hopefully fingers crossed are there any questions that I may have not asked you that you would have wished that I would have asked
1: mm. I don't know. You did a really good job asking about Kundalini, the modernization of it. I feel like we hit a lot. Is there anything that you wish that you would have known about Kundalini before starting with me or going through TAA that you feel like maybe your audience would be scratching their heads thinking about? <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I do
0: because I feel like I knew just enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like high expectations or this whole idea of how it should look. Mm -hmm. So I came to it decently fresh and open-minded. And I think that's really important when you're going into Kundalini is just to keep an open mind because everybody experiences it a little bit differently. Everybody's different. Every body, physical body is different. So you're going to experience it differently. And I guess that is, one of the things is just to keep an open mind and experience what you're
1: experiencing and don't compare it to everybody else's. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I say that a lot to even inside of my certification program when I'm certifying them. Um, what I always say is there's no formula for a Kundalini awakening or like what's going to happen is everyone's experience is so different and it's so perfect them you know like it's it's whatever their body was meant to experience whatever their soul was meant to experience and whatever comes up it's my rule of thumb is if it's coming up it's meant to be healed and it's nothing that you can't handle right it's like the universe wouldn't thats just not have like the laws of the universe works. it's like whatever is coming up it might feel a lot in the moment but your soul is ready to tackle it heal it release it and let it go One hundred percent
0: it might feel like a lot in the moment but you're never going to get more than you can handle especially doing it in the modern fashion right yes in the light leader way because it is they're designed and curated in such a beautiful manner that it's just it's gonna flow whatever comes up is meant Mm -hmm. for you i've just loved this conversation and I'm so excited and so happy that you joined me for this
1: yes thanks so much for having me this is awesome
0: so can you tell our listeners where they can find you where they can connect with you after the podcast and I'll leave all the links in the show notes so that they have easy
1: access yes I'd love to I love hanging out on Instagram. So you could find me at I am Brianna Rose. I also have a free private Facebook group called Rising Light Sisterhood. Um, I'm in there every day posting epic, awesome, extensive content. There's also 150 plus trainings in there all on energy alignment, Kundalini and everything in between for entrepreneurs. So those are the two best spots to kind of interact with me. And then, of course, there's my website, lightleaderco.com. Perfect. I'll leave all of those links for you in the
0: show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to have Brianna Rose on again in the future. She's an absolutely amazing person. Go ahead and check out her Instagram and Facebook group. You will find so much good information in there about kundalini and how to use kundalini in your life and your business and as always I love you and I'll catch you next week all right y'all that's a wrap on another episode of the rise empire podcast I hope you had as much fun as I did today learning about all things mindset manifestation and spirituality remember knowledge is only power when it's put into action so go ahead and put that newfound wisdom into play If you loved this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Your words of support could inspire someone else to join our beautiful Rise Empire community. And speaking of community, let's stay connected and continue this conversation on social media. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember... The journey to reclaiming your sovereignty and tapping into your full potential is a beautiful one. I can't wait to share more insights, inspiration, and motivation to help you live your most tuned in and turned on life. Until next time, keep rising.